Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of All Be the Judge of That. I'm your host, Evan Ryan Lewis. Here with me, my co-host, Adam Eaglerock. What's going on? It's great to be here. It's great to be Another here. Another week. So I'll give a little context for this episode. Basically, every Tuesday, Adam and I are here, and we're discussing what's correct and what's incorrect social behavior, right? That's right. Sometimes we agree. Sometimes we disagree. Most of the time we disagree. But the truth is, we're not, we're not really experts, right? Like, we actually don't have any idea what we're talking about. Right. But somebody out there does. Mm. Who is that? Well, let me tell you a little story. Oh. One day, we get a message from one of our listeners, and they told us they have a perfect guest for us. They have a person who literally wrote the book on manners. Lisa Gachet is a nationally recognized etiquette coach and lifestyle expert. She is the CEO and founder of Beverly Hills Manners. Her clients include uh, Four Seasons Hotel, Tiffany, and Burberry. She has appeared on The Today Show and Dr. Phil. Her book is called Beverly Hills Manners. It's out on paperback and audible now. Lisa Gachet, welcome to All Be the Judge of That. Thank wow. you. That was so beautiful. I really appreciate that. And I'm so excited to be here, both of you. I'm, I'm honored. Oh. I'm honored. <laughs> the pleasure's mine. By the way, nobody can see us, but I have to say these are two um, nice-looking gentlemen. Thank you. So um, they've already, they're already looking the part. Yeah, and you were looking more at me, Evan, when you said that, which I, <laughs> exactly. which I appreciate. We, we've been told we have faces for radio. You told. <laughs> so my first question is, what is an etiquette coach, and how do you get into this kind of thing? Uh, well, I did get into this uh, rather serendipitously. Um, an etiquette coach is someone who really... Um, espouses on all things appropriate. And so that can do, it really, by the way, has to do with everything from our behavior, how we look, how we sound. I mean, honestly, when I think about this content, it touches every single facet of our lives. And it's sort of the rules and guidelines, both the written and the unwritten. Mm. And I got into this, like I said, serendipitously. Um, I was working in the entertainment business like everybody in this town. <laughs> then um, our business got bought out. I didn't want to commute. I started my own work and um, actually heard about a class. I was doing concierge at the time, actually. Heard about a class uh, at the Hotel Bel Air called Petite Protocol. And I called the hotel and they we were talking on uh, the telephone. And uh, basically, I was telling them I did concierge, and they said, well, you should really um, explore this area of etiquette. And so I did, and the rest is kind of history. So I, did you take any kind of classes to learn all these rules, or how do you... I did, actually. Thank you for pointing that out. I did, um, after... Uh, this lady who became my mentor took me under her wing and was teaching a class at the Hotel Bel Air. Uh, then about five or so years later, I attended the Protocol School of Washington in D.C. Mm -hmm. um, to get an actual accreditation because sometimes people would say to me, well, what gives you the um, kind of ability to do this? So mm -hmm. I needed some certification. Right. And then years later, um, most recently, right before COVID, I went to London to attend the English Manor. So I have now uh, accreditations in both the United States and in the UK. Wow. So we have Dr. Etiquette. Yes, yes, uh, exactly. PhD in professional treatment. All right, correct, I like this. Correct, correct. I like this. So what we thought we would do, since we have an expert here, is to kind of go over some topics from past episodes that were the ones that we didn't really come to a good answer on and see if you could help us out. Okay. I have, I have a Sounds quick like question a... for you, though. Yes. So, you know, throughout this podcast, I've struggled with getting topics 
and and Evan, he I I like to think I live joyous and free and happy, and Evan lives very angry, and so he finds a lot all these topics. <laughs> so with all your training, do you go to places and find inappropriate behavior when they think it is presentable? So you go to a restaurant and they're like, and you're like, oh, this isn't right. Like you you need to have the cup on this side. You need to have the plate over here. The server should be smiling when they walk. Like, is there? Does this go through your head? Does this bother you on a day-to-day basis? Well, I either have my off-duty sign on like a taxi mm. cab mm-hmm. or I go into an, any environment with like my antennas up, right? Right. And so, um, yes, I'll encounter either where I'll look at something and walk in and say, this is just exactly how it should be. They, you know, dotted their I's, they crossed their T's, no detail was spared. And other times I'll go in and find fault. But... I do not offer unsolicited advice. <laughs> and that's the key. So I have people around me who are always on high alert because they know that maybe I know something they don't know. But I really don't point it out because nobody wants to hear unsolicited advice, right? And even right. when they solicit advice, it's still hard to share that. Sure. Because, you know, you go on the defense when somebody's finding fault, right? Right. It's hard to hear that stuff. Well, we solicited you. And we hope you're off duty right now <laughs> as, as far as how the studio looks, but yes. And, okay. and by the way, I know you guys, um, I, I did get receive certifications in this content, but I have to disclose one, I'm a mom with two, uh, teenage, well, one's teenage and one's 20. So honestly, sometimes my brain leaves my body as I feel like it did earlier on in this conversation uh-huh. already. So the other thing is, is that I am constantly a work in progress so just because I've learned this doesn't mean I don't, you know, insert foot into mouth on a daily basis. Mm. So, um, so I, you're human. I'm totally human. And that's the kind of, that's what I want to share about this information is that people have this image of, you know, somebody in white lace up to the neck and they have this long ruler and they're slapping you on the wrist for things you don't know and should know. Mm-hmm. And I'm a rule breaker kind of at heart. Mm. And this is in my book. I'm a New Yorker. And I like to be the first in line. I'm a fast driver. You know, I have a lot of things that are totally contradictory about my nature to Mm -hmm. what I share. But I will say that when I do pay attention to the rules, it does make life go more smoothly. Mm. I like that you're a work in progress. I'm a total work in progress. I'm a fully finished form. (laughs) (laughs) I have no flaws or anything. Um, Okay, let's get started here. Let's do it. I was at the supermarket at the deli counter. And I pulled a ticket. I don't remember which number. Let's say I pulled 40. You know, they're like 38, 39. No one comes. All of a sudden, someone shows up. Oh, I'm 35. They pulled and wandered. Yeah. Can you pull and wander or do you have to pull and stay? I love that. That's an excellent question because it's annoying. You think you're next. You right. waited patiently. Right. And it's kind of like some asking somebody just to, to hold a space in line for you while you go get five more items. Right. right? Mm-hmm. You come back. So... It's, it's situational, I would say, in that case. If you have all the time in the world, I would say, let that person go. Just because you're being nice and gracious, but if you don't, you, you, you might have some legs to stand on and say, you know, I'm so sorry, but I'm, I was next, and you'll, you'll just, you know, go yeah, after Yeah, they me. left. Otherwise, you could just show up at the supermarket, pull a ticket, do all yes, your shopping, true. come back at the end, you, 87, oh, yes. I'm 17, they must have gotten, like... Yes, it's really, um, it's, it, it's so much of this stuff 
it gets into the granular minutia. Of course, and it's all right. about how you're feeling that day, how much time you have. But if you're looking for a hard, fast rule, yeah. that idea that somebody could take a ticket and then just go about all their other the business. pull and wander, we Yeah, call it. I love that. Yeah, that's a no-go. No pull you, and wander. You, no pull and wander. You really should stay there. Pull and I, stay. That's kind of having cojones even mm-hmm. to pull and wander. Yeah. <laughs> Because you really should stick it out. I agree. Right? And I love the name Pull and Wander. I think you have like a two-person, two you know, a couple-person flexibility here. Like if you pulled and you're 35 and they call 37, you come back for 35. Oh, no, you no, can't no. come that, back yeah, at 17. No. And by the way, that's a really good caveat to mention. Um, maybe maybe that is the maximum two I'm people. I'm really a stickler here. You yeah, think? You, you pull and you oh, stay. Oh, but you could say, you, if you say to somebody... Would you mind? I just forgot one thing. I'm a couple people mm. after you. It's sort of like the person you're saying in line, you know, do you mind? You're asking the person in front, person behind you, could you save my space? I'm mm. grabbing just one carton of milk. Mm. It's all about the communication. Oat milk, of course. Exactly. <laughs> We're in LA. Diplomacy at the deli counter. Exactly. There you go. But okay. that's a great question. Thank I love, you. love that. Okay, we'll stick in the supermarket. A lot of our topics are okay. in the supermarket. Look, it's everyday stuff, and yeah. that's exactly. the stuff that gets people's goat, right? So I was at the supermarket one time and I'm like, excuse me, where's the bathroom? And the person's like, I don't work here. <laughs> to me, I don't really see how that's relevant. If you know where something <laughs> is, you tell them. Like if I'm at a restaurant that I've been at to a million times and someone's like, where's the bathroom? I'm not like, excuse me, I don't work. No, it's down the hall to the right. Completely. If you know where it is, can it does, is it relevant when someone says I don't work here? Okay. And again, I love this question. This is awesome because a couple things are going on. And so people come into every situation with um, kind of like they're seeing the world through certain colored lenses, right? So somebody who's saying, I don't work here, is there's something already upsetting for them because they feel like you are mistaking them for For, some employee, right? right? Right, right. But really, you're just, we're humans. And so it is so easy to just say, oh, yes. It's in fact, yesterday I was somewhere. And I didn't work there. And somebody did ask me where the... Really? Yeah. It, oh, no. It was where the restaurant was. It happened to be at the bel- at the Hotel Bel Air. There you so, don't mind being... I mean, yeah, it was, mistaken. you know... Yeah. <laughs> I'm remembering. But they, they asked me and I could have said, I don't work here. Right. But I, being the gracious lady of Beverly Hills Manners, wants right. to help people out all the time Why any not? way I can completely directed them. I almost went so far as to walk them over to the restaurant as if I were an employee. Wow. Good for you. But yes, it's all about... And this is why I'm creating an app. Because I'm not telling you the name, and I shouldn't even really say more about it. But the point is, is that we need to make these kinds of endear these terms of endearment, these ways that we can be gracious to one another, more ubiquitous. Okay, I strongly disagree with that. <laughs> I am all. If you mistake me for a grocery clerk, I, I no, I do not work there. Yeah, but if I was at the if I was at Bel Air, I'm. I'm yeah, it's right over there in the right, bathroom. Right. You want me to wash your hands for you? We're too? all just so happy to be in right, that gorgeous just, setting. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But so the market's I, like not Ralph's so nice. on Olympic. Yeah. I mean, don't question me there. No. No, you're. It's. Did I say it was situational? It is. It, every, everything is situational. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, I went to Ralph's today. This we're giving Ralph's a lot of plug here. Mm-hmm. And I was looking. I couldn't find Q-tips. Mm-hmm. And Classic I literally example. was looking up every aisle for somebody who looked like they worked at Ralph's. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty much ready to ask. But it anybody. doesn't matter. It's, you can ask it's anyone. It's in the back, <laughs> past yeah. the coffee, yeah. actually, by the pharmacy area. <laughs> yeah. no, that's it's same. in a very random uh, spot. I'm like, I don't care um, that you don't work here. And also, like, right. where are the avocados? Like, exactly. Do you know where they are? Do you know? I could tell you where the avocados are. Right. Help us. Help us. 
<laughs> Love that. Okay, next next topic. Is it an insult to aggressively compliment someone's new haircut? Well, again, again, the presumption is that the old haircut. When you say aggressively, yeah. I'm trying to figure out, are you just well, like happened, imp- impassioned? I, I got a haircut. I come over to the studio. Adam has never been more complimentary. Oh my God, this haircut! You're like a new person. Oh, when'd you get it? Who did it? Where'd you? Blah blah blah. I've never seen him. So I'm like, what are you trying to say about my old haircut? Like I, you know. Exactly. Is it an insult to aggressively compliment someone's new haircut? It again, it's how you take it, right? Well, I'll tell you so, how I took it. Yeah, clearly you did not take it well. Um, but but you know you were so overjoyed. I was by by just how gorgeous. Maybe all of a sudden we could see your eyes more. Right. Oh, gorgeous maybe the quaffness of the you know maybe there was a puffiness that didn't exist before. And here's the thing: when somebody compliments you, you only say one thing, and that's thank you. That's not what I said. <laughs> I'm sure. But um, I said it this morning, you know, you combed your hair over. I was like, wow, look at you. Every time he likes an Adonis, the, every time right. he likes the way exactly. I'm dressed, he'll like go on for 15 minutes. And here's the thing. What that means is that we like that and do more of it. And by the way, why should that offend you? Yeah, it's That's encouragement. Just, exactly. And when people, mm. when people take notice, you want to just keep going with that. That's the world responding, responding in a kind way. So I'll tell a quick story. I saw my grandpa recently and I had just gotten a haircut and he's like, oh, did you just get a haircut? And I was like, yeah. He's like, can I get the contact information for the hairdresser? And I was like, why? You want to see her? And he's like, no, I want to sue her for malpractice. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh-huh. The same? Was this the same thing? So we it got two different no, responses. No, different Adam haircut. responded one way. No, okay, di- different. Yeah, yeah. But same hairdresser, by the same way? Same hairdresser, yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. We, we may have to now get a third opinion on another round. Maybe you'll go back to them for color. Not that you need color. <laughs> oh, my God. Frosted tips? Yeah. You're in, baby. <laughs> a little pink. Right. I don't know. Right. Um, okay. So I was, I was at a friend's house. I started talking to this girl. I'd never met her before. And we were chatting and all of a sudden something came up. I said something negative about cats. I don't like cats. And her, do you have a cat? No, I don't like cats. I grew up with cats. Thank now God. I can't. Oh, stand. No, Welcome thank, to the. Yeah. I'll be the judge of that. Well, anti, we do not like yeah, cats. We're yeah, I mean, podcast. honestly, we are scared of them and starts. And my daughter's allergic. Although she's kind of allergic to her, but I'm so with you on that. So okay, go ahead. So, anyways, I said something negative about cats, and as soon as I said it, I saw her face change, and I was like, "Oh shoot! Like this is totally a cat lady. Like it yeah. all made sense. I'm like this is totally someone who has a cat. Like, so I go, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Like. You're a cat lady. You kind of seem like the type of person who has a cat. <gasps> and she got so offended. And she's like, why would you assume I had a cat? So the question is, is it an insult to assume somebody has a cat? I don't know where this started. So <laughs> I'm not an expert on animal history. But um, for some reason, the whole situation of this, the image, the lady who's just raising a bunch of cats right. and has no social life and right. no... no um, no love life. And so it's really sad. It's sad. Yeah. It's like when you say to somebody, you look tired. Oh. There is just no way that that goes down well. Because right? personally, if someone was like, do you have a dog? You seem like the kind of guy who has a dog. I'd be like, no, I don't. But I'm not offended at all. And by the way, it's the total opposite if somebody says you have a cat. If somebody says you look like you have a dog, you're like Hell loving yeah. life. Right. Because that looks like you're happy. Right. You're fun. hiking. Yeah. yeah right. Let's go toss the tennis ball around the It's beach. so sad, actually, that that's really what's come to be about... So I'm a total dog lover now. Huge dog I have lover. a doggie named Pepper. 
So, uh, so is the dog more than 30 pounds? No, she, no. I just said doggy, which <laughs> means kind of insinuates, uh, the, right? The IE is, yeah. a, is a smaller dog? She okay. is with a lot of nicknames. Pepperinus, Pepperoninstein, <laughs> Pepperinusville, Woo Woo. Woo. And Lulu. Yeah, a lot of nicknames. Anyway. So it's an insult to assume someone has a cat. Yeah. Um, it's very... Yeah, you have to really be careful with that one. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of friends with cats, I'll tell you. Yeah, either. But um, <laughs> it's it just, you. it's like saying to somebody, it's the equivalent of, um, you know, asking somebody if they're pregnant. Right? Oh, you just don't so bring you it up. Just, That's right. You yeah. can't, it's you, you can't really, bring it up. Yeah, you don't want to guess and miss. Yeah, it's, it's kind of very touchy. There are lots of hot button subjects that we should never broach yeah it's like religion politics cats yes exactly exactly <laughs> welcome to my thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> all, right. all right i got a topic here okay this is i feel like you would actually be the perfect one for this so i'll tell you a quick little story a friend of mine owns a tequila company i'm at another f- family friend's house and they're big tequila drinkers and i'm like you know what like i have this bottle at home you got you guys got to try this tequila like you know, he's selling all these cases. It's a great tequila. So I said, yeah, we're having a dinner party tomorrow night. Why don't you bring it over? Well, I only had one bottle at my house mm-hmm. and I wanted the bottle to stay at my house, mm-hmm. but I wanted them to try the tequila. Right. And so between then and I was busy. And so we go to head over there. I'm like, that's right. I got to bring the tequila. So I grabbed the bottle, bring it to their house. They all drank it. They all loved it. I grabbed the bottle and I go to leave. Right. And they're like, you can't, you can't leave. You can't take the bottle with you they're like what are you doing and i was like well i want the bottle at my house like you know you i wanted you to try it not have the whole bottle is this family did you say family or they're friends? not fa- they're like family friends they're okay. very very close up. and they're like what are, you, what are you walking out with the you know they're like we loved it and i was like i don't care if you loved it or didn't love it i'm taking the bottle back <laughs> and it's a very beautiful bottle as well so like when it say. is empty i also do want the actual bottle itself right you could put flowers in Ex- it as exactly. a vase um question H- how good of friends are they are they your age are they older is it, it a group i was actually with my mother and they are like as close as family you can get okay that are not family but are they older in age or like your um, mom's age yeah they're age? all everybody is i'm the youngest one there okay yes. okay um, well, uh, it's kind of the equivalent that I showed up today for those of you who don't know with, yes, with a copy that's of what my own. Oh, I have a similar hilarious. topic. Right. So I brought, I brought a copy of my book and I have an event. They actually wanted 140 books, but I literally only had 15 in stock, but I wanted the guys to see my book. So I brought it and I said, but I'm so sorry, I can't leave this with you. I have to take it home. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so it's. You did mention it at the top, though, which was nice in the beginning. I I did not. And you didn't do that when you brought the bottle. No, and I didn't try to sneak out the bottle. I just grabbed it right off the shelf and walked. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. My sister has a friend who loves drinking, I I don't know if it's whiskey. Let's just call it whiskey. And anytime there's a bring your, you know, contribute to the dinner party where people are bringing bought bottles of wine and leaving it there. She brings a half drank or whatever bottle of whiskey. Half drank. Yeah. (laughs) And then, and then takes it home with her. This is one guest and she does this Uh, repeatedly and they're just friends. They're not, I mean, kind of like family, but anyway, it's just kind of a funny ongoing joke between the two of them. If it were, let me ask you this question. If this was not family friends, would you have tried to pull that same stunt? 
So I actually, I thought about doing it again last night. Not with same not, bottle. Not, You're still no, not working not with that tequila. bottle. He, I went okay. to the guy who owns the tequila company's house, so I didn't bring oh, it. Okay. I instead it was a bottle of wine. I was oh, like, you, you know what? I kind of no, you can't. And by the well, way, it wasn't half drank. This one they didn't even open. I felt insulted. Then I was, you're gonna take that back? I was gonna oh, take it back. I was walking no, no, out. No. I saw it fully closed on. Like they were opening up other bottles. Like oh, this one was when we got You're engaged. like they'll never like, notice, right? Right. If you took it back. Yeah. What are you doing? No. How did you not? Don't aren't you supposed to open up the bottle of wine that the guest brings? That's no. actually not correct. No. I mean, a lot of people think that is the case, but um, I somebody came to our house and did bring a bottle of wine, and I did ask if we should enjoy it because she said it's a special bottle that you think that if whatever gets drink, whatever doesn't get drinking when you bring a bottle to someone's house, you get to take back. Well, this specific circumstance, not last night, but this specific circumstance, it's we were all talking for about Airbnb. Like, <laughs> you don't <laughs> get it back <laughs> if you don't use it. Like, right. I was actually sharing last night that my, I, so I don't drink actually. Oh. And when people come over to my house for a dinner party, they always ask, what could I bring? And I always tell them a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is, so now I have a stocked thing of wine that somebody else bought right, right, that right. they also thought was a good price point to bring to my house. So <laughs> right. therefore, I'm now thinking that whatever bottle they brought is a good price point for me to bring to somebody else's house. Oh, re-gifting so a stack, the bottle of wine? I re-gift bottles oh. of wine. I have just have a stack of wine. Anytime I'm walking out the door for a dinner party, yeah. look what Evan brought over two weeks ago. This is perfect. Okay, but here's the thing with that. I once had a dinner party with a with um where I was I had stored gifts of wine in it wasn't like an appropriate cell what is it called the refrigerator for right, the wine right. but it wine was cooler, they were right. laid on their side which I think you're supposed to do anyway but then I guess it had been some time so I started cracking open bottles for mm. this dinner party and I swear to you every bottle I opened was somehow had turned mm. and so it was a real embarrassment Ooh. so so just be careful that if somebody's that somebody didn't re-gift you that bottle that you're right, trying to re-gift right. because if it's old <laughs> yeah. and it's gone it's just not a so good thing so you have thing. to question the bottle that comes in you the door you seriously do hey, you did don't you just know. pick this up yeah, yeah. or was this <laughs> a re-gift if it's if you want to Make sure that the person who you're giving the wine to knows that you purchased it. The mm-hmm. only way you can do that is to go to Wally's and have it in an actual bag. Wow. You need a bag, you need some cellophane, gift wrap, whatever. But otherwise, you can just assume, I think, that most people re-gift. Okay, I'll throw one in here. Yes. Do you have to, if you're at a very close friend's house, do you have to ask to take a banana? <laughs> okay, that is such a random question. Hilarious. First of all, what time of day are we eating said banana? Ooh, very I mean, because that's just an odd. Like, if it were nighttime, I would never reach for a banana. So, am I assuming you're? I'm thinking like it's early morning. You're going for a hike, and you're kind of feeling rumbly in your stomach, and you need something Some to satiate you. Right. Yeah. Then I would totally feel like that's okay. Just to rip it off. But and I take would it. never. No, I would. But what, what's the harm? What? Not the harm, but why can't we ask? Like, well, some ooh. people. I honestly think Did you have that to happen ask. Happen to you, by the way. Yeah, I ask. Do but, I ask? No, this happened here, actually. Wait, and somebody took a banana without asking? No, I asked for the banana. Okay. And, and, and people were like, why did you ask? Like, there's no world oh, where my best friend... Oh, they wanted you to just take it. Yeah, there's no world where, like, my best friend says, no, you can't exactly. have a banana. But I, you can't just rip a banana off. So this became, like, something that was, like, a bone of contention that people started asking their friends. And some friends were like, why would you ask me for a banana? I understand. But I feel like it's really rude just to take a banana out of the bowl. I honestly, especially if that was the last banana, because I will tell you, Mm. I made a cottage cheese. This is really old school cottage cheese and fruit this morning. And I was looking for a banana 
and I didn't have one. Oh. So if you <laughs> had eaten my last yeah. banana, I would be really bummed. What if it's especially not, if you didn't ask? Instead, what if it's not the last banana? You go to like a very close friend's house. There's six bananas in the fruit. I bowl. would totally be fine. Just take it. I would just tease. Does I, that I, I go, wouldn't even notice. Does that go? With I, I wouldn't everything? have even noticed. By the way, if I had five bananas, no. But you let's just say you're one? the one who wants to eat the banana. You're not asking. You're just taking the banana. Yeah, I, I personally wouldn't do that, but I wouldn't scold somebody for not, and I wouldn't scold somebody for not asking permission. How about an I apple? I don't think. Again, for me, it's all about, is it my last one? Right. If it's my last one, then I'm upset. Uh-huh, like my not- daughter actually um, asks permission because sometimes I'll like save something in the fridge right. that I know oh, that I want. Oh, your daughter asks permission well, for, sometimes, the, for their own mother. Well, because you just never know if you've been thinking all day, you've been running around and you're right, like, and oh you're my like, God, oh, I'm yeah. jonesing for that leftover item. You get home and somebody else ate it. Right. It's like the same thing at work when you put food in the fridge, right? right. It's yours, not somebody else's. I agree. I mean, I'm Well, kidding. I go to Evan's house. I We're just talking. I walk right past him. I don't even say hello and I just start rummaging through his. Nice. I don't, I don't really keep snacks here snacks aren't like my thing well right. they are my they're th- my thing so much that i can't have them here. oh i know so when i, I go to evan's that. house i just walk in hey how you, how's it going he's got a beautiful snack habit love that you know? and i just start rummaging through his food yeah. he's like you don't ask it's exciting for you right and so do you get upset by that it's furious Really? Furious. Which and is why I think I keep doing it. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> it, he knows it's your hot button issue right. there. Um, but I, I would say get stock extra. Yeah. Yeah. So that when Adam comes, right. you won't notice that he's cleaned you out. Right. That's right. Yeah. Or should I always have just one banana so he can't take it? Yeah, there you go. That You're too. Just I should have put all the other bananas. That's, that's what, what I should do. That's what stingy people yeah. do. They would do that okay, on so purpose. I'll, I'll make sure right? to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Is there, you know, when you order food, let's say you get like the French fries, the flatbread, the communal food item. Yes. Is it rude to eat the last one? Because you'll start to notice that there's just that that lonely last sweet potato, whatever, yes. sitting there. Right. Is it rude to eat the last bite of a shared food item? Uh, well, I mean, m- people who are gracious don't just stick their fork in and decide that Would it's Would you hear that from <laughs> the ask, doctor they, etiquette? They they at least feign, just like when you, you know, it was my birthday recently. And Happy I have, related. thank you so much. And you know, when people are taking, you organize the birthday. This is so bad that I'm saying this, but there's often that where you feign putting your card into the pot mm-hmm. because you, the assumption is you don't want to just mm-hmm. just be in, act right, entitled, right, right? right? And so it's similar in that situation where you really want it, but you at least ask everyone else, right? So we had on Valentine's Day, that. we had our resident dating expert, Jack Polson, on the show. Nice. Am I and supposed to know who that is? He comes on to talk about dating topics okay. from time to time. But Jack it. says, and I agree, that it's actually um, the right thing to do to take the last bite of a shared food item and put the plate out of its misery so we don't have to all stare at that last sad piece of pizza. So now when it gets down to one left, I think I honestly believe you're doing the right thing by just being like, that's my potato now. Taking ownership. Okay, by yeah. the way, totally agree with you on that. Like after a certain time, you no. know that thing's just hanging out. You app somebody's oh, got to eat it. That's in fact, in fact, I don't like when the wait staff come and try and take it away. The last because one, because right, yeah. I know, like, I'm trying to be polite, but By I love food, right. so I will totally go in and eat that right. last potato, whatever, or ahi, 
you know, on the pota- the chip. And right. I can't think of any. I'm <laughs> But yes, totally agree with you on that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. No, no, I think what you're, you're saying with time. Well, just once nobody's wanting no, it, No, I think right? when there's one no, left, so you and I are eating, we're breaking bread. There's one, literally, one piece of bread left. And I reach in and I go to grab one slice and then there's one left. And mm-hmm. you could just grab it right then and not ask, like, are you going to eat that one? Well, if we've had, if we've been, if I've been monitoring and like we've been eating the equal amount ish and you took your last and then I would would assume that was for me. Right. Mm. So I don't have issue with it because I love food. Right. And so I think that, you know, if you're a food lover, you definitely want to enjoy and eat and don't want anything left over. Um, But I would in trying to be good, I would just make sure that everybody else is happy too. Now, so now when I see that, when there's like one last piece of cheese, one last chip, right. I just go in for it immediately. I love that. I always, but you're, I always ask. If we want a, more, let's get another round. Okay, but you're a guy though, and this may sound really terrible to say, sexist, but I feel like as a woman, I don't want to be that girl who's mm. just diving in and looking so ravenous and just like entitled and not offering and that kind of thing. But guys, it's the expectation that you can just go in and do that. It's like a bold kind of move Mas- so is it a pleasant surprise oh damn <laughs> yeah <laughs> to go in i guess i'm very feminine <laughs> when it comes to the last <laughs> one i i got one t- one topic that i think this would be perfect for. it's a fresh topic again okay. that you, you would love be fresh for. topics as opposed um, to stale topics <laughs> exactly <laughs> if so this happens a lot with i have friends that have kids right uh-huh. and they the kids go to bed at let's just say seven o'clock and now we come over for dinner around seven the kid goes to bed and now we're we're hanging out we're in the back drinking and and eating and everything and this recently happened to a friend of mine that they had a dinner party after the kid went to bed now the kid's gonna wake up at six seven a.m no matter what like that's their alarm is set now the the onus of the house right and they invited a couple over that didn't have kids right so they didn't have a responsibility to be home at a certain time and to wake up at mm-hmm, a certain time mm-hmm. And now it's, you know, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, and he's looking at his watch like, and this isn't his friends. These are his wife's friends. Mm -hmm. How do you tell them politely to get the hell out of your house? Yeah, I mean, uh, that is a tricky one, right? And it's so, it's really, we, you know, I mean, I had people over the other night, but I started to see one of our, they were a little older, but I started to see one of the guests yawn. Mm. So, you know, I mean, that's already this came a up signal. like two episodes ago about yawning. Real, oh God, that's a whole, I love that topic. Mm. Um, but so you can, what my expertise is in reading the body language, right? So it's all about verbal or nonverbal. So you mm. always start with the nonverbals, right? So if I were the host and I wanted to get rid of my guests, you can easily start clearing. Mm. Right, right. You start kind of, you're moving around. Mm -hmm. See, when you're sitting at the table still giving undivided attention, there's no nonverbal signal that things are changing here. Okay. So you need to go with the, just kind of move. You got to start breaking eye contact. You got to get up from the table, start doing the dishes, blowing out a candle or two right. you know that oh, kind of oh, thing the right candle. you light and a then, candle just to blow it yeah, out exactly, right this exactly. is the time to go candle right. Ex- exactly <laughs> <laughs> the sand if you turn the sand right. and all the sand is uh-huh. right. but 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 an, an an astute person should pick up mm-hmm. on those signals 
as the guests, they should start, it should register unless right. they're completely out to lunch. I totally wanted <laughs> yes. to write a book called Out, out to, to Lunch. lunch. This is the best. Because, we use that expression all the time. Right? Because yeah. it, so many people walk around like they're in a fog and in mm-hmm. a cloud. They have zero awareness, zero mm-hmm. social skills, right. yeah. social acumen, yeah. social radar. And you don't have to talk about Adam Rock this much. But <laughs> Wait, I don't have to what? I talk about Adam that much. Oh, right? The- yeah. <laughs> right. So, but that's the thing is if you start, if you're just aware, mm-hmm. you're picking up on there are these things called micro expressions which are a fraction of the second, and mm-hmm. it's you know, just a, a pursing of the lips, a squinting of the eyes, a tightening of the face. If you're zoned into that stuff, right. then you are knowing there's something gonna, you know, that's changing here yeah. in the dynamic, and you have to go with that. Don't fight it. What if it's Make the, it easy op- on the person. How, how do you, in the, in the opposite scenario, last night we were at another dinner party, mm-hmm. kids went to bed, right. and they had a hot tub, and we were all swimming in the hot tub. We were I drinking. hope you had we're... bathing suits on. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, was, it was the whole thing. Ki- kids were gone. We're all, the four of us all hanging out in the hot tub, right. and we're drinking and smoking, and I'm like thinking that this is... This is like a, a great night for the for the host. Like this is totally. they're they're like, oh baby, like let's like have some fun. Let's let the right. hair down. Wait, so you were in the j- hot t- whatever you call yeah, it, hot tub. jacuzzi, yes. And um, so you were ready to go. I I was ready. I was like, we've been here for five hours, six hours, you right. know. But like now, I'm entertaining the host, right. right? Like now, I'm like, well, this is their night. Oh, gotcha. You know, like when do I pull the plug on this and leave? <laughs> it's like only nine, uh-huh. but like that's hilarious. Wait, wait, were yeah. you there by yourself or no? Nah, I was there. I was there as a couple. Okay, right. good. So I, you could, did you get, did you start to at least I was jump yawning. out of the water? Yeah. No, did you get out? Did you put the towel on? Right. Oh, did yeah, you start yeah. to put the clothes You're on? You're inside like blowing out all their candles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you make a move? Yeah. Adam, if you're still in the jacuzzi making conversation, making good like direct eye contact, right. you ain't going anywhere. So how do you how do you do that as a couple? You know, like well, first I was of all, just you like, have to have a signal with your significant other. You right. have to like no, have yeah. watermelon. Yeah, we, we created a code word, yep. Your yep. code word, and then you're kind of signaling to her, maybe you're bumping knees under the water. You right. know, the equivalent well, of kicking point, her under the you water. Know, she had drank in a lot of that tequila. Oh, there you so go. So I don't know okay. if she picked up on all the social cues of like, hey, Right, you could hey, pull her hair. No, go. kidding. Um, yeah, so you, but the only thing you could do is literally physically. Leave. <laughs> no, physically, non-verbally communicate that. Right, I like Because you don't want to say, look, uh, we're really tired here. Sorry, it's your last right. night or right. only night with, um, you know, freedom. Well, um, Lisa, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. I don't have any candles to blow out, so I'm going to have to use a verbal cue. We're out oh, of time no. here. But um, we want to say thank you so much for joining us. Thank where, you where can our so followers much. find you and your business and your book and your classes? Where can they find oh, you? Oh, my goodness. First of all, my absolute pleasure, you guys. I could have done this all day. Not that you wanted me all day, but I could have done this all day. Um, but let's see. So my company is Beverly Hills Manners. And you can find me online at beverlyhillsmanners.com. Like I said, I have my book, Beverly Hills Manners, Golden Rules from the World's Most Glamorous Zip Code, on paperback, on Amazon, and also on Audible. And you can find me for private classes and or consultation. I work with uh, all ages and businesses and brands. So honestly, these are what what I like to say is that the, the you know this this education manners etiquette it's really the glue that holds everything together and it's also the je ne sais quoi it's that that piece that you can't quite put your finger on but these are the qualities 
that endear you to others. It's why we are attracted to hanging out with certain people, mm-hmm. right? Because they know the rules, like I said before, mm. both the written and the unwritten. They also know two things. Well, they, they possess two things. One, they know how to feel comfortable or they feel comfortable and confident in their own skin, which is hard, but they also equally know how to put other people at ease. Mm. Mm. I love that. Love that. Yeah. Well, Lisa, merci beaucoup. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so much for joining. So much. Thank you. My pleasure, guys. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening, everybody.